recording. Yo. I am in Casa del Davison right now. <laughs> Welcome to our humble abode. With uh, UC MMA middleweight, Matt Davison. WC MMA. WC MMA, sorry. Working on UC MMA. Working on UC MMA. One day. So, first thing, I know we've had a bit of, I've been here a little bit, and we've talked, but off yep. camera, yep. off phone, recording yep. device, whatever. <laughs> How you feeling? Yeah, I feel really good, man. feel really good. Yep. I mean, uh, a little bit thirsty, but other than that, yep, feeling physically on point. Because right now we're talking a few hours before the weigh-in, same day weigh-in. How do you feel about same day weigh-ins? Because you've had this, this is your second one. Yes, yeah. So, previous to the show, I hadn't had that before. And uh, the thought of it at first was a little bit kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I wasn't sure why they were really doing it. But then obviously I've, I've realised that it's to do with weight cutting. So because it's an amateur show, they don't want people cutting too much weight, blah, blah, blah. But, um, they want people coming in and what they walk around at. So mm. in that respect, I think it's a good thing, especially for the likes of me who have only had a couple of fights and then they now trying to get more experience. I think it's probably a good thing. And you think it's helped your performance? Yeah, well, I'm certainly like, I'm not, you know, not killing myself to make this. I've only had to cut two kilos at most, literally, over the last couple of days. Um, so, yeah, physically, I feel fine. So, in that, in that respect, yeah, it should bring out a good performance. Nice. So, uh, talk a little bit about the fight. Who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting? So, uh, fighting for, as in, like, my team? Your, prom- or like... Uh, your promotion, <laughs> but your team as well? Promotion. Um, Shout us out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as you know, obviously my my main trainee is down at Beatbox in Woking, and I've been working as well with the guys down at NFM in Windsor, which has been a massive help to me this camp. I've only had, I've been having a few sessions there recently, um, but the guys down there are really really high level, so that's been helping out massively, especially with the wrestling side of things. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm fighting on WCMMA up in uh, up in the Troxy in London. And uh, yeah, like I said, this is my second time fighting on this show now. I did the, the last show they put on just back in December. And uh, just trying to get more regular fights in, trying to get as many as I can in. For those of you that don't know Matt, you won that fight by probably one of the most vicious KOs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes, first round, yeah, well, I was technically TKO. Uh, no, he was out. But he, he was pretty. Let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's lay yeah. out on the table here, the dude was out. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was good. I mean, it was only, I think there was four seconds left of the round as well. Mm. Yeah. Very close. Yeah, so he, he nearly made it the second round, but Almost. I wasn't having none of it. <laughs> so what do you think are the keys to victory this time around? Keys to the victory this round, this time around? Um, I've been working, I, I felt, looking back on my last fight in terms of how, how I fought, you know, it, it was good performance. I was happy with it overall, but there was definitely a few things that I, I could have done differently. So I'm going to be... I'm going to start a little bit more aggressive this time and not kind of wait on him so much. Because in the beginning of that fight, I, the first exchange, I got caught with a, quite a good left hook. Which didn't do no damage, but that kind of was like a ding, like a wake-up moment. And um, I don't really want to have to do that one try. I'm to make it as uh, flawless as possible so I want to be dictating the pace early on this time that's, that's certainly the game plan going in nice well obviously we train together yep I've seen you in the gym working yep. your ass off yep sure happened describe 
the an average training week for you? An average training week for me. So, uh, mixing in obviously doing PTs and and teaching my class as well, as well as working full time, makes training sometimes a little bit kind of not irregular but not as as structured as I'd like it to be yeah but um I normally like like my structured sessions are um are always uh, my Thursdays I'm always doing my, my wrestling down at NFM uh Wednesdays and my kickboxing days and then Fridays grappling as well down at uh down at beatbox and then the rest of the week so like the earlier week Monday Tuesday and the weekends that's when I'm then trying to get more of my strength and conditioning in and, and lots of lots of cardio as well. Nice. And compared to when you're in camp, is there much you do differently? Do you like add a bit more intensity or is there really no difference between that and To be honest, I've I can't remember not being on a fight camp now. Um I'm always trying to fight so regularly so I'll that's essentially just how I live life really just trying to get as much as much training in as, as possible as much good rest trying to uh, you know diet and everything trying to keep it as, as clean as possible and um, and just trying to get as many bouts in as I can so my this is my first proper proper bout this year um, because I've, I have I've had one, one or two kind of called off and opponents pulling out and all this kind of weather in the early half of this year so um, I'm glad I'm glad it's now here yeah. and I can then finally start this year how I've been meaning to start it you seem a lot more raring raring to go than the last one like not that you weren't but this one seems like you're more anxious to get in there yeah I, mean, I was I was quite I was quite relaxed about the whole thing last time because um, I, th- I think where my first ever fight in MMA was was a few years ago and it didn't go the way I intended. Um, it was just all my preparation just wasn't there. On on the day, I just, I was physically there, but my my mind and soul was just, it abandoned me completely. And uh, so, so since then, I've, I've been doing nothing but boxing and competing in that. And that's kind of, that's kind of really prepared me more mentally, if anything, than than, than physically for MMA and dealing with the, the mental side of it. So, Okay, we're going to have a, more of a fun question, this one. Okay. You have access to any five fighters you want for a camp. Okay. And you get to pick any three coaches to corner you. Nice. So five fighters. Okay. They have to be active, though. Okay. And three... Coaches. As in, like training to have as like training partners. Yeah. Cool. Right. I'm gonna go with. First of all, for my wrestling, I'd love to work uh, with DC. I think, uh, in in terms of MMA wrestling, I think he is just just on point. So and he's and he seems like a really cool guy mm. as well. So that'd be awesome. Uh, I'd love to work with Edson Barboza. The, okay. the way yeah. that man kicks is just, I think, another level. I mean, that if it was just kicking in MMA, he'd be world champ in multiple divisions. I think he just, it's just so fast and so accurate and powerful. I'd love to know what he drills to do that and to get them so well. You know. 
Because there's no read at all. It just no. It's just <laughs> whack, whack, <laughs> just constantly, and it's just and the accuracy as well. It's just it's just something else. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, that was two. Uh, one of my all-time favorite fighters of all time, uh, Rampage. Okay. Just for the, just the mentality and how how he how he goes at stuff and that. Like, if I'm ever like trying to get myself like uh, riled up and watching stuff on Fight Pass and whatever, he's one of my go-to guys. I'll go and watch some old videos of, for sure. Uh, who else we got? Uh, probably my number one favorite fighter that I try to emulate is uh, Jeremy Stevens. So he yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's definitely in the camp Lil Heathen he's just uh, that's exactly what performance wise what I'm going for tomorrow this yeah. is the exact kind of thing that's what I've been working on for sure um, and then finally probably my number one favourite kickboxer Joe Schilling yes who we have who we have done done a seminar went yeah, to a we seminar the him, him and Kent last year which is which is phenomenal um Got to meet him as well. Really nice guy, wasn't he? Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. I got to hang out with him in Poland the week before. Oh, of so. course you did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty badass. Um, yeah, so that'd be my five guys uh, for that. Your three coaches. Uh, three coaches. Your eye favour. Nice. <laughs> nice. Of course. Would be your eye favour. Um, just for all rounds, like you see him, like, even without meeting him, you see him, like, all the... How he how he's cornering how I'm, how like animated he is and, and the thing about Uriah as well is met like he has a very good grasp on the mental aspect of the yeah. game very positive very uplifting yeah so yeah it'd be totally next two two other coaches ooh this is harder you know um, Pete's gonna kill you if you leave him out <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say do you have to name the two that I mainly work with now. Uh, but this this is our like our fantasy. Yeah, fantasy. I feel fantasy. Sorry, Pete. MMA training. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna go with who's uh what's his name? I'm going blank now. What Jim? Um. Uh, Tristar. Faras. Faras Arby. There you go. Um. Yeah, he'd be in there, and let's go with Matt Hume. Because what, nice. what he's done with DJ is just is created the perfect perfect. Oh, that's a fighter. fucking camp. I mean, that is a camp. That right is there. a camp. <laughs> Jesus. You think between the three of them, I'd be winning a few fights, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I'd like to think so. Um. So we've talked about this in the past. It's kind of a more personal question. Okay. You started fights watching them with your dad. I did. Yes. What was the first fight that you remember watching with your dad? The first fight I ever watched. So this is back when he uh, he used to tell me about watching the UFC uh, as as a kid. Like I'd I'd sometimes go up to visit the fire station where he'd be working at up in up in London, and we'd go into their like common room area. And I remember seeing old school UFC on the TV it could only have been like one maybe one or two it had like all the original logos and stuff like that and mm. so that was my first ever kind of like memory of, of seeing any of it but the first proper fight I watched we uh, he just he started buying the DVDs of it when I was about could only have been about 
11, 12 maybe, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember what number UFC it was, but the first fight on the main card was Robbie Lawler and Tiki Goshen, I think his name is. Okay. Um, and, he knock, and Robbie Lawler knocks him out in the first round. As he does. As he does, <laughs> in typical Lawler fashion. And uh, who else was on that card? I think that was also Frank Mir and Tank Abbott. Okay. It was also on that. Was it? Oh no, was it Tank Abbott? Or Tim Sylvia? One where he breaks his arm. That's Tim Sylvia. Tim Sylvia. Yeah. I think it was that one. Oh, when Mia breaks. Yeah, breaks Sylvia. Was it in Nagara? Did he break Nagara's arm? I think he broke Nagara's arm as well. But he definitely broke Tim Sylvia's arm. It's like that. He has him like that, and and then the slow mo, you just see it go. Ah, okay. Yeah, oh, it was disgusting. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure I think that was on that card as well. Um, so that was my first ever introduction to MMA was watching he, he, he buy loads of those videos and so that was back in like you know when Chuck Liddell was the man kind of thing mm. and uh, Tito Ortiz and who else who else was big then uh, Bubbly Shamrock Shamrock as well yeah so yeah all that kind of, I think that was about I want to say 34 UFC 34 I think that was we're, yeah. we're going back yeah definitely <laughs> we're going definitely back sounds so. like it but yeah, that was uh, oh Matt Hughes as well. He was another one of my favourites. Okay. It was like him, him, Lawler and Mir were like my three favourite as like as I first ever watched anything. Mm. So, I mean, at this point, I hadn't done any MMA training at all. That was actually what I was going to ask you next. Was watching it was that when you figured I want to do, I want to be a fighter, whether it be MMA because you've competed not just in MMA boxing kickboxing you've had bouts in all kinds of combat sports was that seeing seeing it there and especially having like your dad there with you when you're watching it for the first time did it make you think hmm like let me give this a go it certainly parts my interest and like growing up i was completely obsessed with skateboarding rugby and girls that was all i was interested in yeah so at the time seeing him I was like oh yeah it's really cool and my dad was always trying to push me into doing like something like boxing or or kickboxing and whatever is like more of a, like a self-defense thing mm. like it's always like like saying oh yeah you should do that kind of thing like just to train in it but um because I had my my three other interests I was I was I never really thought about me doing it per se that much yeah um and it, even like, uh, it w- it wasn't until I actually went to my first MMA session, and then I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And that was it. So let's talk about your journey. Where did you Where did you start? It was your first gym, your first class. So my first class was at B Box, and it was uh, Steve Obie's MMA yeah. class. So back in the day. Um. And weirdly, I was that weekend. I was because I, I was still really big on my skateboarding back when I first started MMA. I was I was I was down in uh, Petersfield with a few friends. We'd been down there for the day, uh, and then it was on the drive home. And uh, my mate randomly piped up and said that uh, he sometimes goes to MMA classes. And this was and at this time I was like, well, I was I'd religiously watch UFC. Uh, on on catch up and whatever with with my old man, and 
and be like in awe of it essentially like I hadn't really considered that I could potentially do it at this point and then my friend randomly mentioned it in the car like I said that he'd done it and I, it was like oh you should come along and I was like ah well it can't hurt going along can it mm. so this was about four was this four years ago now coming up to four years ago yeah. like in a few months time it'll be four years ago I literally went went to it got uh, we like we you know did a standard two hour session you know lots of strength and conditioning lots of rolling a uh, bit of sparring got got flattened and submitted the, the, the and... few <laughs> sessions I had with Obi those sessions were tough yeah man he, he, he put on a tough session they were hard man um, and that was when we still had the, the little cage in the gym as well mm. And uh, yeah, just got absolutely flattened by everyone. Got submitted about fifty times in a round by <laughs> by little guys, and I was like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Uh, but like, really went for it, kind of thing. And like, we, we did like takedown drills, and I, I from the rugby kind of side of things, I managed to kind of you know take a few people down. And I was just like, "Oh yeah," you know. Literally walked out of that session, and I was high as a kite. I was just mm. buzzing off my tits, like, yes, this is awesome. This is, this is it. And then literally straight after that, it was like, right, skateboarding, rug, stop playing rugby, everything basically came to a halt um, and everything focused on that. And it's been the same ever since. Nice. So. And now I think we, we should give them a bit of a, a little bit of the spotlight. How has... Working with Pete, for those you don't know, Pete Mercer, minor Matt's essentially head coach. How has working with Pete kind of, not just as a fighter, but as a, as a man, as a human being, how has that changed you over the years? Because I've only been training a year and, under Pete and he's already had a massive influence on me. So for... Someone like you for like four four years? Yeah. How has it affected you? So I haven't been training with him the whole time I've been been training in total. Mm. So like my my first ever fight was under him. But then for my then after my yeah, so my first kickboxing fight was under him, which I won. And then I was training I was I was kind of mixing up my training. I was doing like half a beatbox mainly just stuff with him. And then most of my training I was doing over um, Bracknell Way at the Batcave. Okay. Um, in preparation for my then first MMA fight. And uh, it, it, was, it was weird. Like, it was, it, there, was, there was certainly no kind of bad feeling at the other gym. There was, there was no, no disrespect to uh, Brendan, the coach there, or, or any of the guys there. But there wasn't the same kind of like like click as I as I found with with Pete and the guys down at Beatbox and I think that was that was that was a big part big like kind of part part of the whole mental side of the training is so much of it is mental and I think that's where Pete really ex- really excels himself as a coach he really kind of 100%. puts that in puts into perspective like you know how you know iron iron sharpens iron you know you've got to put yourself through like the hard sparring to really kind of prove to yourself 
that you can do this kind of stuff. Like he's been saying to me from whenever when we first started doing kind of like pads and stuff, he said you're better than me from day one. He was saying you are physically better. You're, you know, you you can you can kick better. You're more flexible. You're you're faster. You're just as strong. But the difference is the mental side of things. So we did sparring when I first went sparring with me, and he would just he'd leave me in the corner, slumps like dazed rocks just completely and utterly messed up but by doing that it it's molded me and like i say as a person not just in training but mm. it, it it gives you a certain kind of confidence and clarity like that in approach to to everything yeah so yeah and like influence it's 100 right with the the mental thing because he knows the right time to throw you to the wolves mm. Like with the um, the round robin sessions that we have, yeah, when he'll point me out and be like, "Right, you're in next." I'm like, "All right, fuck it, mm. let's go." Yeah, it'll, and it'll take me a minute to kind of find my gear, but especially because like I zone out, and we've had this conversation before that all I can hear in that is you and him. Yeah, and as soon as I hear like Matt, you start working, and it's like, "All right, cool, time enough." time to handle business yeah uh, we've got to that point now where in in pretty much the, the certainly the last three or four of my fights where if you listen to it and you can hear Pete shouting stuff in the background you can hear him shout things and I'm doing them instantly we've kind yeah. of we've got to that point where we just it just kind of works you've so, developed that rapport now yeah totally where it's just like call and answer yeah. And I noticed it, especially in the last fight, when you had Luke up against the cage and as soon as Pete yelled, separate, yeah. you got the distance. Bang, bang, and bang. And then yeah. landed the shots and then yeah. eventually put him away. And he says, yeah, and he says it as well. He says, like, right, long cross, long cross now. I literally step off, long cross, bang. And that's what sets up the finish. That was, that was, like, that was the rocking shot, so... Yeah, it is literally just how it should be. How, exactly how you want it to be in terms of like, like he's playing Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike his uh, his character on there. So, yeah, it's good, you know. Five years. Where's Matt Davison in the fight game in five years? Five years. Uh, five my way in five years. Uh, you know, I'd yeah, I'd love to be in one of the big organisations like around here, like Bama, Cage Warriors, something like that, competing. Mm. I'd I'd like to think in five years that's doable. But yeah, that's, that's definitely certainly, doable. That's certainly the plan. Uh, I mean, if they're signing people like Aaron Chalmers, <laughs> yeah, but he's and this is this is my podcast, so I'm allowed to have an opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, so, that's true. Uh, but well, the thing is with that Aaron Chalmers dude, like, you know, at the end of the day, if I was as famous as him, then I'd be fighting on balance for my first fight as well. That's just that's kind of what is what it is. And he's, you know, he's a remarkable guy. He's really, you know, he's a good looking guy, tattooed. Mm. You know, he's. I'm not saying I'm not tattooed, but <laughs> you are pretty fucking I'm, I'm tattooed. Fairly, I'm getting there. Not quite as much as he is, but uh, you know, he, he's been given opportunity he's been given really favourable matchups I think that's fair to say um, and he's taking the you opportunity you like you're calling him out Matt 
<laughs> well, he's got bigger fish to fry than me. He's uh, he's got a fight on Bellator, hasn't he? Yeah, Bellator two hundred. Yeah, so you know, like I say, at the end of the day, people can hate on him if they were given the opportunities that he was given, and if they then didn't take it, then they're the ones that are mugging themselves off. Really, if I was in this situation, I'd be doing exactly the same it's thing. The CM Punk thing. Yeah, who's got a matchup as well, hasn't he? Yeah, against Michael Jackson. Oh wow! Here we go. Got to fight a dead man to have any <laughs> chance of winning. No, I hope CM Punk does well because he brings more eyes to the sport. So. He does, which is never a, which is never a bad thing. Um, but I don't know. I don't think it'll ever be as big as what Dana White hopes it's going to be. I don't think it's ever going to be as mainstream as the likes of uh, the NFL and, and all that in America. I just, it's just not... We can only dream. And over here, it's never going to overtake football or rugby. Oh, God, no. It, I reckon it can equal boxing. I can de- I definitely can see it being on the same Boxing level. at the minute, I feel, is going for a real resurgence. It really is. You got It's going mad. Yeah, you got Fury coming back. Yep. Anthony and Joshua is currently the king. Yeah. He's fighting uh, Parker next week. Yeah. Lomachenko, who, you know... I can't speak any higher of. Bro. I think most of his techniques are inspiring that I use, like rip off of him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just, and uh, John Wilder and uh, yeah. Ortiz last week. Was it last week or week before? Uh, last week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we don't know if the Canelo Triple G rematch is going to happen, but. Yeah, what happened with that? Some Another horse meat scandal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. So I don't know if, but I think there's such a trace of it. I think they're gonna let it slide. But now Canelo has been suspended, so. Oh God! So. Then after rematch is gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Last question. We're gonna be do- we're doing like a Hall of Fame. Yeah. A general MMA Hall of Fame. You got the UFC Hall of Fame. Yeah. So now general MMA Hall of Fame. Okay. My entry would be obviously Nick Diaz. <laughs> yeah Matt you're given anyone yeah past present yeah even future yeah so I, can I put myself in this <laughs> if you want <laughs> if nah, you want if only if only um, who's going in the MMA Hall of Fame ironically one of Nick Diaz's opponents and possibly one of his biggest wins ever and my guy who I saw in my first fight okay. and have continued watching and being a fanboy of is Robbie Lawler. For what, mainly, the biggest thing with him is his story. Where he, when, I, when I first ever started watching him, and it, when, he, when he was first in the UFC, and he was just murking fools, apart from Nick Diaz. Yeah. And uh, like, that was his first, like, his first comment, and everyone was like, whoa, kind of thing. And then he went off to strike force and kind of had like a, a really iffy time, didn't he? He had like yeah. a few wins, a few losses, and I think more losses than wins over in strike force, didn't he? Mm. Like went up to middleweight for a bit, and a, lo- a lot of people got to where he got to. A lot of people would have then just called it a day. They'd be like, right, I've had my I've had my heyday. You know, I'm clearly not getting any better. Like a lot of people, I think, would have have quit from there. Or gone back to lower promotions and kind of fizzled out. But he then 
completely reinvented himself, came back to the UFC, murked everyone more than he ever did before, then became the champion, defended the championship, what, two or three times? Yeah. And I was there for both the McDonald fight and the Condit fight. I mean, two of the best fights that they've ever been, ever, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, so for me, that that grants him... I mean, he's still doing well now. He's not putting in as good performances, but I think a lot of that as well is guys, you know, you know, he set, he then reset the bar and everyone else is then jumping up to it again. So I don't think it's that he's necessarily not performing as well, but... Just more his competition has equaled him. But yeah, for me, that, that grants him into the all-time Hall of Fame for me. Okay, so we've got Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler. They can have a, yeah. <laughs> they can have a rematch up there. Actually, I do want to ask you one more. Okay. I'm going to play a little game called Mystic Matt. Mystic Matt. So okay. Fuck Mystic Mac. Okay, Mystic, <laughs> Mystic Matt. How do you get it done tomorrow? Uh, first round, TKO again. Is that the same as we did before? Nice. Cool. So that is it for the podcast. Don't know when we're going to do another one. Probably be whenever we can get together again. But yeah, thank you for listening. Matt Davison, any final words? Uh, tune in tomorrow. WCMMA 32. You can uh, catch it on Fight TV. Uh, or, or if not, the link to the fight will be on my Facebook in a few weeks. Follow me on there. My Instagram, Matt Davison MMA. And uh, come along for the journey. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, you get to watch him beat me up for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone up for a few years.